Hey friend. So you thought I was gonna make you wait a real long time for part two, huh? <laughs> I ain't gonna do you like that this time because this is good stuff. So we are in a series in our Sacred Sisterhood group. If you have not already joined, please visit thesacredsisterhood.net and just click join the sisterhood group. Um, we have about four weeks left in our Boundaries in Dating series. And the whole goal of this series is to assist women um, to rebuilding or even building for the first time a firm and healthy foundation for dating. We are going to have other episodes with males and we're going to bring in some, you know, masculine energy to balance things out. But right now, this is just for us ladies. We need to have a firm foundation. We need to have some substance, at least, you know, something that's healthy outside of all the trauma and hangups, habits and hiccups we've experienced in life. So that's the purpose of the Boundaries in Dating group. And, you know, in the part one, we talked about um, the title was Beware When Opposites Attract. And it was chapter nine in the book, Boundaries in Dating. And it's by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. So y'all know I normally make you wait 20 seconds and then I come back on, but we gonna jump right in. Okay. Again, we are talking about boundaries and you know, last week, one thing that I absolutely loved when I was going through it with uh, Shay was all of the takeaways that chapter nine provided about, you know, how you need to really pay attention when those opposites attract. And I do encourage you to read the chapter for yourself so you're not just taken aback by the title and the little snippets that we share. Um, one thing that I am going to share before we get into the next chapter and everything else we talked about was uh, a takeaway so it says reserve your dating life for people actively involved in the growth process those who are taking ownership of their deficits are less likely to develop dependencies on the strengths of others and that is so true because you grow and for yourself with yourself okay worry about yourself <laughs> all right y'all we're gonna dig into chapter 10 and uh, i hope you enjoy take a listen I think what I've learned now in this, you know, phase of dating that I'm going through and reconnecting with friends that are really valuable, high value men and, you know, high value people is when you meet a man who has good values and a good character to match, godly values and a godly character to match, it allows you to be able to rest in your femininity, you know, whereas these other kind of men, you have to kind of be, you, you got to kind of balance between that masculine and that feminine because you're you're trying to hustle for his time you're trying to hustle for his attention you got to change so much of yourself you know but when you meet someone who really does have those true godly values and godly character and in their they're solid then you can really see the kind of woman you really want to you can be the kind of woman you really want to be right you can let her out <laughs> like, i just gonna say you're free to be her i literally was thinking that when you said that because what people don't understand is like true masculinity it calls forth your femininity it's without effort yeah you don't have to try to be it just is i don't know how it's almost like well you were daddy's girl were you not 
yeah, I still am. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like that. When a daddy sees her daughter, it's like, hey, daddy. And she just feels like, oh, my gosh, like a little princess. That's how it feels when you meet a, a truly God-filled man who's operating as he should, as God designed him in his masculinity. You can't help but be yourself. You can't help but, help but be demure and feminine. And people, there are times, I've seen this happen, where people be like, who is this person? Like, what have you done to my sister or my cousin? Like, she is so different around you. Like, she's rough around the edges, but around you, oh my gosh. It's like, she's transformed. Yeah. I've seen transformations in women like that. It's like, around him, she's just like the sweetest, the most humble, the most quiet. It's like, oh my gosh, this is what he brings. And you want a man that brings that out in you. Not someone who brings out the fight in you. Yeah, yeah. And I, what I've also learned is when you meet a man like that, you are in turn going to be able to have better relationships with everyone else in your life. You know, I'm grateful that I had that rough relationship because it opened the door for good ones. You know, it opened the door for me to see, OK, that's not what I want. Let me just get myself together. And I know now if I see that, you know, I don't want that. But I know when I see someone with good character that I can relax in them and that I can trust them. So now I'm able to be more trusting and loving, even with my women friends. You right. know, I'm able to just be a be a lady, be gentle with them, be kind to them because I met a man who allowed me to be gentle and kind and feminine with him. You know, it affects every relationship right. uh, in your life. When you meet that person who is mature and they do encourage you to be mature and complete and they don't want anything from you. You know, I think that was one of the most powerful. Oh, yeah. I met a, a friend and, and he says, you know, I don't want anything from you. I just want to be your friend. And we have the most beautiful friendship, you know, and it's it is not any it's it's you know, I think when you learn how to be a good friend first kind of like they were saying in the previous chapters then you can talk about being somebody's partner <laughs> um, right. if you can't be their friend you might not be ready for a partner because love is just not enough to keep a marriage or relationship or anything going it's just not oh, enough. it is not it's not and i was looking at something the other day and the guy was saying you know like the true test of like relationship is like or or a man or a sign of a true man i think it was saying you know is he doesn't want anything from you. He wants for you. Mm -hmm. and he's, he's looking out for you. How can we help you? What do you want to do? You know, what are the things that you want to fulfill? How can I help you fulfill some of the things that you want to do in life? Yeah. And I was listening to a, um, a YouTube the other day and the, uh, he was a minister talking and he was talking about, you know, things that women should look for in men. And one of the things he was saying is, you know, the way we were designed, we were designed to be help me. Um, but if you get a lot of times too often, we get with people where there's no way we can help them. Yeah. They have nothing going on in their life that we would be able to assist them in. So there's no point in being there and, and vice versa. They'd be, you know, so I, I found out, you know, when a man is truly, it, it has no, you know, ulterior motives and he's for you, he starts making plans for you. 
and he starts telling you out loud, like, these are the plans. We, almost like God, these are the plans that I have. Yes. <laughs> so these are the plans I have for you. He's not going to be underhanded or secretive or, and then you find something out and then they say, oh, well, I meant it like this, or I was, I was trying to, no, 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 no. He's going to be upfront and make his intentions known. These are the plans I have for you. He don't have time to sugarcoat it, cut any corners. Look, I'm waiting on you. Let me know what you want to do. But they still give you your autonomy. A real man still gives you your autonomy and gives you your free, allows you to have free will to make the decision. He tells you he's upfront with his, his true intentions and then lets you decide what do you want to do. And I know too often I've dealt with people who have not been upfront. Uh, they had ill intentions. Or it may not even start it out start out that way for them to have ill intentions, but they did end up having, you know, ulterior motives. And had they been up front, it's crazy. You never know what a person will agree to if you're honest with them. Yeah. You know, moving into the next chapter and the next part of the book, right now we're entering part three of the book, which is all about solving uh, dating problems when you're a part of the problem. Well, um, and aren't we, part, aren't we the biggest part of it? Right, we are. A lot of times we are. You know, our trauma and our, our unresolved hurts and hangups and habits, you know, and in chapter 10, I love the title itself, which is Adapt Now, Pay Later. Pay Later. Mm. <laughs> yes. And then I love the quote. It says, it's better to find out in the early months of, of a relationship that you are with someone who cannot adapt to your wishes than to find out much later. Yes. I, let me know now because you could have saved me time yeah. and energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like time is one of the most valuable things in life because we can never get it back. You can buy new shoes. You can buy new cars. You can't make any more time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So moving into chapter 10, um, I think that it was a very powerful question in the workbook that the first time I went through this group, it like this question broke me down because it really caused me to have to look at the mistakes. It's like in order to fix something that you are a part of the problem in, you got to look at it, like wholeheartedly look at it. And the question was, when, if ever, have you done more than the normal initial adapting in order not to jeopardize a developing relationship? We've talked about this several times, haven't we, Miss Melissa? <laughs> We have so often talked about it. What do we call it? We call it operating outside of our capacity. It's yes. beyond your capacity. And when it's beyond your capacity, it's too much for you to give. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Too much. You're doing too much. They say you're doing too much. Yeah. And it's like, you you know, it's, I think when, when, when you try to date from a space of insecurity, it's hard to not be someone you are not just to gain yeah. someone's love. Because that's what you do. You know, you try to. I don't want them to be mad. I don't want them to break up with me. I don't want to. Yeah. Walking on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these three words that they put in here, I think it's on page 154. It says, wishes, need. Is, and I love the quote. It says, you are a person and you cannot go through life without pursuing your own wishes, needs, and desires, nor should you. You know, you should pursue these things. You should have wishes. You, we all have needs and you should have desires. It's just, you know, how are you going to carry them out? 
in a healthy way. And I love another quote. It says, a relationship between two authentic people has mutuality and partnership. It has give and take. It has equality. It has sharing and mutual self-sacrifice for the sake of the other and the relationship. If you are a real person from the start, a relationship of mutuality has a chance of developing. And that, 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 that's the key. If you are a real person from the Look, start. The emphasis on real. <laughs> if you are a real person from the start, I think we send our representatives for the first three. Ciao, ciao. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like don't send the representatives. Send, send the real you. Because a lot of times people, they, they get, you know, enamored with the representative. I've had that happen to me where my representative, I guess she was doing her thing, honey, and they liked her a lot. And then I just, one day I was like, you know, <clears throat> I finally said, you know, for real, I don't like that. I didn't like that she said that. I don't like that she did that. And they were looking at me like, oh my gosh, she's disagreeing with me. She doesn't agree, but she always agrees. And it's like, oh Lord, I level set that that I would always be agreeable. And that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My representative misrepresented me. I apologize. <laughs> she misrepresented me. <laughs> I apologize. She that was like, like, yeah, it's like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there because I can't, uh, we, no, no, no. That's a hard no for me. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I think I love the way it, it kind of breaks it down um, on page 156. It says uh, about bad attractions. It says the mm. question many of many singles have is why do I keep attracting such jerks? They think that something is inherently wrong with them. And sometimes they can begin to get quite hopeless over their chances of finding someone good to date or marry. People who are selfish and controlling can only be that way if they are in a relationship with someone who is adaptive. (laughs) That hurt my feelings right there. You hear me? That hurt my feelings. I was like, how dare you? I first slapped in the face. I was like, so you're saying that it's my fault? <laughs> it's like this chapter, I'm telling you, it. I got so flustered when I read this chapter the first time because it really made me look in the mirror like, oh my God, what part did you play? You giving somebody else more credit, but you, you allowed a lot. Right. It's like they couldn't because what you, what, what, what is the old saying? You teach people how to treat you. And you taught them that they that it was okay to treat you this way. And guess what they said? I'm monopolized on it and keep on going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing boundaries and keep pushing limits. Is she going to keep knocking them down every time I come through? Yeah. And I think that that made me think about what they said a few chapters back. At the very first sign of deceit, lies, trickery, mm. whatever. There is no relationship. Leave, you know? But I think at the very first sign, my representative was just so happy to be loved or whatever that she stayed. So it's like, now I have to change my representative <laughs> until she fired. You know, she can't show up to work. No Listen, <laughs> because it's like, you're, ma'am, honey, you're operating... What you're doing is not in alignment with what I I didn't agree to that. You agree to that? Why did you agree to that? Because I just want him around. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I don't like this though. And so now you've created um almost like a I can't think of the it's it's a specific word that I'm looking for. I can't think of it right now. But I would just say this an incongruency in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's now you're dishonoring your own self. 
And that that type of going back to the previous chapter, that type of resentment is no bueno. It's not good for anyone, especially yeah. not you. Yeah. And I love page one fifty six. It says at the, the very last paragraph, I highlighted this and put a lot of stars by it. <laughs> <laughs> he says the little things in life are where you can spot the big things. Big things. What if you are with a self centered person who cannot give to your desires, you will find out soon enough by being honest and straightforward about the simple things. And that is where the day-to-day life is lived. You will quickly find out if you're with someone who is able to share or someone who has to have it their way all the time. This knowledge will be helpful now and essential for the future. And I learned that in my last relationship. Anytime I I tried to speak up for myself and regain any type of control of my own autonomy and be like, you know, I don't like that or I don't agree with you. Mm -hmm. It was met with a look a snide comment or uh dismissive you know dismissiveness or it was almost like well i'm gonna take my love away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was it was a silent treatment even without you know still talking but you can feel when someone is it pulls their energy away from you purposely yeah, yeah. almost like punishment, punishment. yeah yes yeah. <laughs> at the same time a punishment mm-hmm. like you're reprimanding a child you know, and it's like, so you don't, so you're not punished. Your representative is like, no, well, we have to go along with it because if you don't, he's going to get mad. Yeah. And if you ever feel that way, they're self-centered. If you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, I will say there are very, very limited times, very few exceptions to where you're walking on eggshells because of your perception of them. And you, and it's because you haven't really sat down and had a talk with that person and expressed to them and you're taking what they're saying or doing the wrong way. And they're like, I didn't feel that way at all. It was your own, you know, your own self putting that on you. There are very few times that that is the case, but most time, more times than not, if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, it's because that person is self-centered and they are controlling and they don't believe that anything should be your way. It's their way. I saw somebody post something the other day and I will tell you, I cackled, I hollered when I saw it because they posted, they wrote some little thing. And at the end of it, they said, if daddy ain't happy, nobody's happy. I said, oh, oh, oh my God. What? What? How is that possible? No, it should be for the whole, for the, yeah. for the, the unit should be happy. Yeah. One person, because there are some women who believe, well, you know, um, what what is this saying about a happy wife, happy life? I don't believe that either. Yeah. Everybody should be happy. Not just one person. It's not just one person in this thing. Yeah. No one person is more important than the other because we're a unit. We have to work together. Yeah. Happy relationship, happy life. Legs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think, you know, as we wrap up, it's like, I love the takeaways, especially the last two um, from this chapter. It says, remember with each decision that you make, you are giving the other person an impression of what you like in life and in relationships. Be careful or he <clears throat> or she might believe you. And then the yeah. last one, when you give or serve, let it be honest and purposeful. I love that. I love those two. And especially the one you said, they might believe you. That is so very important because what happens is when you come and you, who you really are, start to speak up, they're going to feel like you lied to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in a way you kind of did because you misrepresented yourself. Yeah. 
And it's and it's and, it, and a lot of times I will say this. I know personally me, and I know some of what you told me. You didn't mean to. It was like I didn't do it intentionally. I wasn't trying to be deceptive. I just wanted you to like me, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but now I realize, you know, this is not what I want. This is something I can no longer continue to operate in, and I have to be totally myself and free to be honest with you and how I feel. Yeah. But I know that, like you said, like you said at the beginning of the chapter, it's better to learn at the beginning than at the end after you've wasted time. Because like you said, you can't get time back. And I think that, that right there, that bullet point, that takeaway bullet point, it sums up the, the chapter title in and of itself, Adapt Now and Pay Later. Mm-hmm. That truly sums it up because you were adaptive. Now you're paying for it because now the relationship is no longer existent because it was built off of a farce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, it's just, you know, like I said, it brings us to the close, but I really like that very last bullet point. When you give or serve, let it be honest and purposeful. I adopt that for my entire life. Even with my companies, my businesses, whatever I do, I make sure that it's honest and purposeful. That way the money is just a benefit but it's not what I'm going after. Because if that's what you're going after, you can get dishonest. You can lose. Oh, you can get dishonest real <laughs> You can get super dishonest, you know, but if you're, you're truly doing it with a good character, you know, you've worked on yourself and you're being honest and you keep the purpose in mind, good that's how you make relationships work. Yes, it's, it's your intention is the intention behind it. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've even started to re- reshape the way I look at that word intention because the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions. <laughs> yes. You know, so your intentions might not always line up with your purpose, but if you're always walking in your purpose and you're being honest, then the likelihood of your intentions matching up or, you know, yeah, very, your intentions very high. Yeah, your purpose will always, it's going to uh, self correct. If I redirect, redirect those intentions. <laughs> I love that. Redirect. That's a beautiful way to end today. And, you know, just like they say in chapter 10 of the book, Boundaries in Dating, uh, chapter 10 is titled Adapt Now, Pay Later. And one of the beautiful takeaways is tell the truth about where you want to go and not go or what you want to do or not do. Be honest about your preferences and desires. Don't act like you like things that your date likes just so that you will be accepted. Being liked for who you are requires that you be that person. Who are you? Be you, okay? Just like I said in the beginning, worry about yourself, honey. Be you, okay? (laughs) Listen. This Boundaries in Dating group is definitely helping me and I want you to join it as well. So visit thesacredsisterhood.net and click join the sisterhood group. We meet every Saturday for the next four Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are just talking through the book, Boundaries in Dating. Uh, We're not men bashing or any other thing outside of recreating and creating a healthy and firm foundation for us to have fruitful and productive dating relationships all right my friends thank you again for tuning in to the rise and grow podcast with me your girl melinda rackley the inspiration engineer i'll see you soon friend bye